Welcome to episode number 136 of the Tolly Talk Podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we got some stuff to talk about. People, tall lights. Um, let's get right into it. Let's get into some Marvel news. There is a rumor that King Keanu Reeves, John Wick himself, may be joining the Eternals. Um, he seems to be everywhere right now. And now he's joined um, Toy Story 4, which means he's part of the Disney family, which means... What do you think about this? Uh, sure, man. Um I want to see him. I'd love to see him play a villain. Uh, that's kind of what he's rumored for right now in Eternals. So uh, why not? All these all these big big names are joining that movie. It's, it seems like it's gonna be bigger than life. So yeah, I'm down. I'm down. He's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, I just watched him in this Netflix movie. Always be my maybe. Um, he's in that, isn't he? Right. Yeah. His part is super funny, actually. That's what I've heard. I uh, yeah. came across that. Well, I didn't come across it last night. I've seen it on Netflix as I've been flipping through. Um, but yeah. yeah, a lot of people have been referencing that movie. So um, I've checked that out. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and then, you know, we also got a teaser for Legion Season 3. Really a teaser for the final season. Did you watch this? No. All right, me either. Yeah, I haven't even watched season two yet, so um, I wanted to watch season three because of the the Charles Xavier, uh, <laughs> I guess, um, role in it. So, yeah, I mean, I'll catch up on this eventually. Now, is it James McAvoy or? No, they cast they cast um, Daenerys's brother from Game of Thrones in the first season. That that guy who got golded. Oh, I forgot what okay. it, yeah, I forgot yeah. what his, his name is. But yeah, he's, okay. been, he's playing Professor X. Good for that man, then. Okay, good. Um, the Dark Phoenix reviews are out. People are hating it. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter, nope. really. You know, it's done. That franchise is over. They are doing reshoots uh, for um, New Mutants, which we knew. But, yeah. like, ultimately, until those characters are back under Kevin Feige's domain, it just doesn't matter. So, you know, it's a waste of $150 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure it'll make its money back, but not a lot. <laughs> a lot more past that, I'm sure. It's just, it's too bad. Um, it, it, you know, when they started with, you know, with first class and then was great. Uh, Days of Futures Past was good. And then it just kind of fell off from there. And now it just, like you said, it doesn't matter. It just when I watch these trailers, I don't feel any kind of need or want to even watch them because it, watch this movie. I will watch it, but um I don't know. It's just funny because this franchise has been around for, you know, nearly 20 years now. And it's like, it's too bad it's going out on this note. (laughs) Well, it still has new mutants, but yes, correct. With the actual, you know, Jean Grey and Cyclops and all that note. Yeah. You know, it's a damn shame. Yeah. I mean, I look at it like how I kind of treat um, new mutants is kind of like Deadpool or, you know, it's, 
it's spinning out of it's been it's spinning out of these this x-men franchise but it's not really rooted too deeply in you know what they set up and it's like what's weird to me about these these x-men movies is just they've gone they took they went full circle but they just basically put the circle on top of the other circle and just tried to it's just too it's too much like the other one you know it's like it's like I've been reading. Um, how do you keep doing this Dark Phoenix saga when you haven't even done the Phoenix saga? You know what I mean? It's like the classic Hollywood jump to jump to the to the end story before you can even really tell any kind of like you know thick backstory with it. So whatever. Give me an X- done X Men TV yeah. show. I'll go back and watch the X Men animated series for a good Phoenix. There saga. you go. That's that's right. the place. That's the place. <laughs> All right, let's jump this pond over to DC news here. Um, Suicide Squad, we got a we got a couple things. We got a confirmation and a rumor. Yep. Uh, Joel Kinnaman confirms he will be back as Rick Flag. Um, cool. I didn't mind him in the other one. You know, actually, yeah. I didn't like any of them, but uh, I, you know, sure. <laughs> you know what? Fine. After they started announcing everybody else is coming back, this was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, right. Joel Kinnaman, I've, you know, really grown to kind of respect him. Um, oh, he's a great actor. He I is. He's yeah, really he's good. good. And it's like, you know, he was in Ultra, Ultra Carbon. I just finished watching. It was great. Um, he's in Hot Hannah, which I've watched the first episode. I really thought he was good in that. So the guy's busy. And I'm glad that um, that they're not just cutting this role because – when they were like I've said this before, when they're talking about when they're talking about reboot, blah blah blah, it was just like, come on, you, you established something that could have been really cool. It could have been a great movie. Um, it got it got WB'd, as I always like to say. Uh, but well, actually, that's a new term I'm coming up with now. Um, but it's nice to see that these characters can come back. They can still pay tribute to this first movie in a way, uh, and then also do something, you know, on the on a on the James Gunn scale. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more excited for this now that um, they are not just pretending this other movie didn't exist. Cause that would just be kind of dumb in my opinion. Exactly. Um, and then the rumor world, Benicio del Toro is in talks to play a character, either the general or the mayor, uh, both characters in the suicide squad, DC verse. Um, he's worked the gun before in guardians, you know what I mean? And at the end of that, of Thor Dark World, so he's not, you know, he likes him already, so that wouldn't surprise me. What do you, what do you think of that? I would be very, very receptive of him joining any kind of universe. I do like Del Toro. A lot of crap talked about him for Last Jedi. Stuff for Star Wars. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, there's just, I like that character, and I don't Ugh. like that character. So it's like they could have done a much better job with him in that movie, but whatever. He's a great actor. Um, in terms of what he's been, uh, you know, kind of rumored to play, uh, it's it's very it's very up there in the air. Uh, so it's like the general. There's a lot of ideas. Like he could be General Eckling, uh, who's a big DC character, but who knows at this point? Um, so we'll wait on more news from that front because we should be hearing some stuff within the next few months here. I'm sure. You know, some major major news in this movie since it's coming out next year. I mean, well, shooting it by fall, right? Comic Con, my friend. Mm-hmm. Comic Con. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then lastly, we talked about how Tom King was going to be writing the new Gods movie, but we forgot 
that Eva Dubrovny was already attached to write it and possibly direct it, mm-hmm. most likely direct it. So Tom King and Ava Dubrovny are on the New Gods movie together, which I actually think is kind of nice because she obviously has that background in cinema. He's got it in comic books. Mm. That to me is like the perfect blend. That that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, we actually did not talk about this yet. Uh, this was announced after we did the show last week. Uh, we, we did? did? Talk- Maybe we just talked about it. <laughs> you and I talked about it. We were actually talking about how Tom King had ended his tenure with Batman at 85. Oh, so that's yeah. Up in the next uh, 72 hit today, I believe. So the next 13 more episode, uh, issues of King's yeah. Batman ahead of us. But here, last week, we're kind of being like a little speculative on like why he was leaving the Batman title. Yes, we know he's going to the Batman Catwoman uh, miniseries or what, Maxi, whatever it is. But here you go. This is huge. The guy was super successful with Mr. Miracle, um, one of the best, you know, modern day tellings of a superhero. Um, you know, he's gotten a lot of shit for his 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 heroes in crisis, which they've all come out to say DC was the one who said this is what's going to happen with these characters. So write the story. So stop blaming your writers when they work for these ma- massive uh, multi-million dollar co- like corporate companies because a lot of times they don't have control over what they're writing or what the, what the company wants to do with the characters um so stop being hateful nerds and just pay attention sometimes um but yes very excited i'm waiting for a new gods anything a new gods movie with tom king attached i'm i'm down yep i 100 percent agree with you with that one so super super excited to see where that turns out um all right, so let's go over to comic book news. Uh, mostly just DC again. So mm-hmm. can you take this one for me, though? Yeah, so there's a, another black black label imprint uh, comic coming soon. Uh, this time around, it's called Joker Harley Criminal Sanity. Uh, it's going to be written by sure. Cammy Garcia, <laughs> uh, with art by Mike Mayhew and Lisa Suwayan. Uh, and also... Uh, Francesco Matina is doing the covers for it. So it'll be nine issues. Starts this October. It's going to explore the, uh, I guess, probably more the the mental track of both Joker and Harley. So this will be interesting. I think it kind of breaks down to when she was a psychiatrist. It does. It's a a new origin for her. Or an origin for her, just more in depth. Yeah, or just, as we say, it's World of D.C., so here you want a dark, a darker telling of the story. Here it is. Yeah. Um, and then DC revealed a bunch of new YA books. I guess this would technically con- go under the book category, but um, their ink, they did an ink panel at BookCon, which is happening right now, which someday we'll get to. Yeah. Um, Cause that's right at Javits center and I get invited or rather don't forget a towel gets invited every single year. And we just, it's so hard with the timing of the summer, but anywho, we've got a bunch of um, books kind of more centering around the Titans. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Batgirl. We've actually got an Oracle. We've got a Beast Boy, Raven. Um, this one is actually really interesting. Lost Carnival, a Dick Grayson graphic novel. Curious about how that's going to go. So they all sound cool. Yeah, it's funny. Um, um... <laughs> Tammy Garcia, who we just talked about with that Joker Harley book, is yep. writing Raven and the Beast Boy titles here, which is flipping the fl- flipping the coin on 
mature to more, you know, teen writing here, which is a really cool spectrum. So that's great. Yeah, DC Inc. is, uh, they're really putting out these books, man. Um, so this is, this is great that, you know, they're, they're touching, you know, like, on all the different ranges of their, the age groups that, you know, should be buying into comics these days. Yeah, I think, you know, people like to compare Marvel and DC, the big two, always. And honestly, outside of the movies, Marvel don't have shit. They don't know who their audience is for comic books. They don't do anything with the cartoons properly. They don't really do... They're not doing anything like this for a whole demographic of age groups, which they're completely under-tapping. Like, it just... DC can consistently says, we have adults, we have little kids, we have, you know, teenagers, like... And then we've got the regular 18 to 45s. Like, they're, they're running on all cylinders in everything, with the exception of their movie universe. Not to these have been really enjoyable, because they have been. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're headed in that direction, that's where you're headed now with your movies. I mean, you're, now you're actually tapping into an audience that gives a shit. Um, it's funny how you go from, like, dark movies over to, like, Shazam. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, yeah. You got to know who you're talking to and the publisher themselves, they know who they're talking to. So good. Keep That's it up. It. Uh, so switching gears completely over to books, audiobooks. Um, we've got Harry Potter eBooks coming. So JK Rowling is going to be releasing more stories. Um, yeah, I don't really know where they're kind of just, they have nothing to do with the characters. It's it's the care of magical beast, charms and defense of the dark arts, divination astronomy, potions and herbology. So it's basically the books that the students use. Similar to Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was a movie series. She's just taking from her own universe and expanding upon it now in, in book form. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, if it, it doesn't have... Someone's going to buy them. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to, it it doesn't have to be anything except say Harry Potter on it and people are going to buy it. So who cares? I mean, that's really, he's writing it. So from the store, from the maker, it's like, I'm not arguing. We'll take whatever we get from that, from that world. Because it hasn't failed us yet. It's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So that's happening. And then um, it was it's still Alien Year, 40th anniversary. Damn right. Uh, we've got the William Gibson Alien 3 audio drama is now available. Yes. Now, William Gibson, uh, neuromancer, writer, um, wrote a version of Alien 3. Some of it got used, some of it didn't, but now there's an audio drama for it for, for some reason. No, so let me <laughs> let me delve into this a little bit more. You break um, it down. So Dark Horse just released, just finished up releasing the William Gibson uh, miniseries in which they adapted that into comic form. So that was pretty cool. This audiobook takes um, it has Michael Bean and Lance Hen- Lance Henderson. Um, they're both providing voices for this story. Um, this already sounds better than Alien Three. No offense, David Fincher. Yeah, so 
reading a little bit more about it, you've got Michael Bean. Yes, so they, they both survived. They both survived, and you're not just getting Ripley running around the prison planet. So it's a little more in depth of like the characters that we had from Aliens, a little more along the lines of what they said what Alien Five would have been if Michael Bean hadn't died. You know, like what what um, Neil Blum, Blomkamp had, had been working out a little bit there. These different spinoffs of what would have happened, I guess. Hmm. This is interesting. Um, it's cheap. Or it's short. Two hours, sixteen minutes, yeah. and it's only eight ninety five on auto. That's it. I'm getting it. Yeah, might as well just get that right now. Oh my god, huh. time is it? <laughs> Sorry, it's not pursuit of plastic time yet, Chris. We got no. I know, okay. but I got I got forty minutes until that NECA sale. So <laughs> okay, we're doing just fine. <laughs> Oh my goodness! We'll, we'll again. We'll be doing it. We'll be doing yet. it live. <laughs> we'll be doing it live. All right, let's go to TV news. Uh, Stan Lee's superhero kindergarten. Um, that's coming out. It's going to be starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, written by Fabia Nikajia. I don't even know how to say that person's name, but it's pegged as like his last project. It's an animated comedy action adventure. Um, kindergarten cops spinoff. <laughs> yeah, kindergarten cops out with superhero kids. I know Fabian is one of the writers on Deadpool. Yes. I just can never say the name. So, um, you know, it's Stanley did do a lot of things. Uh, most of them failed miserably past, you know, Spider Man and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll kind of see what's going on with this and, you know, how good it is. Like, obviously, Stan, Le- Stan Lee's legacy will never will never go away. Um, I don't know how well this is going to do, but, you know, maybe there's an audience there for, like, my niece or your nephews or something. Yeah, who knows these days with what kids are going to be interested in stuff, you know? So You never no. know. Yeah. No. Um, so more superheroes, never a bad thing. Let's talk about uh, Ghostbusters High. (laughs) This is another stupid idea, to be honest with you. Um, This is Dan Aykroyd apparently has written a script. Sounds like uh, fan fiction. Yeah, where (laughs) the Ghostbusters, when they meet in the 60s, uh, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what the hell. Like, there's no ghost, is there? Like, what do I care about this? He says, we'll probably do a glorified pilot uh, within the next five years. Maybe Ivan Reitman, or sorry, um, the younger Reitman um, will, you know, want to, Jason Reitman will want to take a look at it. No. <laughs> no. no, he's got his own stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's got his own thing. He's a successful director. Nobody wants to watch a Ghostbusters origin without actual well, person. It's not an origin where they just they do a series where it's set in the sixties and they fight ghosts. That would be one thing. And they're high school kids fighting fighting ghosts. I don't want to see some boring like like uh origin story like you said, but something in the sixties where they're actually fighting ghosts and it's not having any kind of like, you know, it doesn't doesn't even like link in with the original movie. Doesn't do anything like that. Fine. If you want to do something separate? Maybe. You know what I mean? But I just ten ten years or so. 
you know, before the the first movie, 15 I'm not years, saying like, I don't you know. tie it to the original movie. Do something original. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, don't, don't oh, tie it to well, that at all. Just do something <laughs> fun and, and with ghosts in the 60s. Something like that, you know? Don't do a, That's don't do a dumb origin story of boring characters. Right. We only liked yeah, in the 80s right. movies. <laughs> right. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, Punky Brewster is back. Um, Celiel Moon Fry will be returning to play the character that, if you were like me, grew up with Punky. Uh, so yeah, same vein as like what they've been doing with Fuller House and um, I don't know what else, but you know, other things like that. Everything. <laughs> Basically. Everything. Yeah, yeah, where, you know, it's years later and she's a mom of three kids and she's got to deal it's with it. day after cetera, Judgment Day, you know, all that stuff. It's it's yep. a tough, tough yep. world that these these reboot people live in. Or... <laughs> yep, relaunch. So, yeah, it's uh, you know, we'll see what's going on with that. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Uh, in some sad news, Sci-Fi has canceled just out of the blue last night. Deadly Class and Happy. Yeah. That was a weird. One. It is. Um... And then also, so you got to take a look at what happened to Wyona Earp as well. So the idea, not the idea, but what happened there is um, IDW ran out of money to fund the show. So they had to cancel the show. All right. So there's one problem where a company can't bring enough money <laughs> to fund it and help fund it, you know. Um, so I'm wondering what happened, what's happening with sci-fi, to be honest with you. Um, so if they can't help get these shows off the ground with their own funds, uh, they're only waiting for like companies like IDW or um, wh- who makes who writes out of the class image. It's like, yeah. so, wh- so you would think like these companies would have money to help fund the shows. So what, what is the issue then? Is it the network? Um, because really they just canceled yes. most of their sci-fi stuff and comic book stuff. And all they have left is Krypton. So um this this is only kind of like a you know another sign of the, of the times where i think a lot of these shows are just going to end up on streaming services where there's actually funding money yeah i think um i think at least deadly class will end up i think happy will on... too happy's been running on on netflix um it's a good show people like it and it's i just think it these kind of shows would do better on these kind of, you know, on the streaming services. That's it. Like, so we'll see. Speaking of streaming. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of streaming services, let's talk about some Netflix. Yeah. There's Um, there's a ton of stuff here. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Netflix as usual has its own section. Um, uh, We got a first look at Tom Wheeler and Frank Miller's cursed. Um, it's a it's cool. It's a cool reimagining of the Arthur legend where Nemu is destined to be the Lady of the Lake. Um, and she partners up with Arthur to deliver a sword to Merlin, presumably the Sword in the Stone. Um, ten, ten episodes series. And the book isn't even out yet. Huh. Sounds like <laughs> another the, series the that we've run into. <laughs> yeah, so the book is supposed to be coming out later on uh, this year, um, whereas the show will come out next year. What do you, how do you think? How do you feel about that? Um, do you feel 
inspired to read something after you've already watched it? Hell yes. That's good. Yeah, you know, it's... I'm not. I don't have, I don't have the time to waste. Oh, really? You're like, it's spoiled it at is, this point? It is. And it's um... like, for me to sit down and read a book these days when I have other things to do, like read comics, which are easy to read, <laughs> watch TV shows, which are the new telling of stories, watch movies. Um, you know, I love books, but to be honest with you, I haven't read a damn book in a long time. So it's like... In, a, in an age where people are reading less, I just feel like you need to get that book out first. <laughs> that's my that's Well, my this opinion. is, I, I'm going to counter mm-hmm. that um, because, well, first one thing is, like I think this is actually a, a comic. Okay. Because it said Art by Frank. So, yes, yes. I thought, I thought um, it was I a book, a, though, too, with, which was kind of confusing. It says written by him with, with art by him. So yeah. maybe, you know, he could just put his art in it in the yeah, book, book so of the not a comic okay so, so i don't know that's a good that's, that's oh no good, yeah you the know, book we'll is see. uh set to be released later this year from simon and schuster so there's apparently he's they're writing a book with art in it which is cool so maybe young adult then possibly yeah. um but to to counter what you're saying a couple uh-huh. things like Obviously, the source material doesn't match usually what's on screen. It's almost impossible, with the exception of being like Lord of the Rings, which is like better than the books, as we both have said. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, there's going to be some discrepancies. The other thing is, is that book sales were up the highest that they've been in a decade last year. Which is crazy with people pirating everything. Yeah. So, I mean, people are reading (laughs) like they are. Whether it's traditional, like bookstores boom, but also like audiobooks have boomed. So, you know, like, yeah, I don't always have the time, but if I'm on a, just like you, if we're on a long car trip or I've got a big ass lawn, like I, that's what I do. I'll listen to a book. Um, and like, I'm watching Big Little Lies right yes. now yep. and I'm like, you know, I bet you the book's pretty sweet. Like, I want to know more about these women, like... <laughs> How do I, how do I get that information? I, I got to read Good. the book. Good. At least there's somebody out so, there that still reads. There's a few. Um, all right. So we got our first look at Dark Age or Jesus, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance trailer. Yes, we did. Holy shit. What did you, what did you think? I, my wife should be quoted saying, how did they make this look like they, like it was the original movie? Because it just it looks so good um it looks better in fact um as it should but they do a great job because it, you can tell that it's not exactly it's not all puppets definitely um so there's a lot of digital stuff in there but i think they did such a good job with it um and it, it, it just it is it's gorgeous um and i'm really excited and august is way too far away still so um yeah you know i i think i have to confess like i watched the other one recently and i could not make it through i kept falling asleep and i just stopped caring that's so the, i didn't even watch so weird i, didn't even watch I don't show. get that <laughs> i know i, I, I so understand crazy. like it's slow and it's like i get it but it is it's one of the best things <laughs> i've ever watched in my life and it still holds up it's just like 
especially for somebody who loves Jim Henson so much. I don't, I don't I, get I know. it. <laughs> so it was, I could not deal with it. So I, um, it, I'm glad shit. for all of you Dark Crystal fans out there. Uh, moving on to something I probably will get behind. Uh, <laughs> there, <coughs> there's going to be a Magic the Gathering. Is it anime or animated? Animated series? is at this point. Who knows? Okay. Um, which is going to be brought to you by the Russo brothers. <laughs> That's all you got to know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a few friends who are like huge magic the gathering fans and they just decided to not stop having a boner when i told them this so (laughs) i guess this is gonna be good you know fantasy animated fantasy i'm there like you don't have to convince me i'm and with the russo brothers attached like game over exactly i'm pumped um and then finally jurassic world camp Cretaceous. Cretaceous. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Man. That's um, science. You learn that shit in elementary school. <laughs> it does. You're right. Cretaceous period. I don't know what to think about this. This is what I got to say. What kind of parent would send their kid to a camp <laughs> where you know in five movies or so, ultimate disasters happened every time? So, um, yeah. Bad parenting. Um, this show will be ultra ultra popular with kids, especially like my nephews. Um, so anything with dinosaurs, it can't go wrong. Um, but like I said, it's just it's weird to me. I also I'm also really sick of this Jurassic World imprint. Um, let's just get back to calling it Jurassic Park, please, because Jurassic World hasn't proven anything to me yet. So whatever. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was the other, you know we didn't talk about it, but like. Are we talking yep. about it? Before we, we talk about it, it. Um, we are going to talk about it a little bit. But um, quick thing on this, though, is that what I don't get um, is with these these how do I how do I put this? Um, you know, never mind, never mind, never. <laughs> I don't okay. want to like get into this. Marty, well, it's just like it's just like I get like I love that DreamWorks is involved. I love that Steven Spielberg is involved, but like every time I hear Colin Trevorrow's name, I just like want to punch myself. So it's just like um, I just think that the Jurassic World thing is is shitty, and I hope that with what we talk about in a little bit, kind of changes my mind. But whatever, man. <laughs> Stupid. All right, move, we'll we'll finish this conversation in after the commercial. But before we get to that, um, we got our first look at Carnival Row from Amazon. Quick tease of Kara. Is it Delavine? I think. Oh that's yeah, right. yeah. And, um, Orlando Bloom. She's like a fairy in a world of mythological creatures where they're like treated like shit in like Victoria times. It looks freaking cool <laughs> is there a trailer for this it's tease it's 30 okay. seconds but it's enough and the the poster i posted it's on don't yeah. forget how um it's cool it's just like and i wrote it in my article like i love that amazon's doubling yeah. down on fantasy yep. like they're going all in so you know we've got lord of the rings coming from them we got uh robert jordan's the wheel of time now we got this 
you know, I don't really watch anything on fantasy other than family ties. Um, so, you know, we'll see how, see how it goes. I hope they give me some show. You know, I do want to watch Hannah. That's the one I really do want to watch, but Amazon, you know, they don't do it much for me to give a reason to watch something else. No, not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Not yet. Um, Oh, so, don't forget about uh, uh, what's the what what is that? The David Tennant show is on there now. Good, good Omens is there. Yeah, Neil Need Damon, to watch that. Terry Pratchett show. Yeah, I do want to watch that. Um, all right, so we are gonna go to a commercial break, and we'll be new right commercials. Defend Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. All right, we're back after those brand new commercials. Shout out to Tim McDonald, um, longtime contributor to Don'tForgetAtowel.com, but He's our movie voice man. Um, did a really good job with the commercials. So I just want to say thanks. Thanks, to Tim. Thanks, Tim. All right. So let's go on to movie news. Um, we got our first look at Rambo Last Blood um, in action. Oh. <laughs> How was it? I, you know what? I, I missed all this stuff. I don't know what happened to me last week. I don't know. But the, uh, the war is coming home. That's all I'm going to say. Um... I love okay. teasers that actually show you something, and this one is the only one I need to watch before watching that movie. So um, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, to be honest, I don't need to see no. anything. I actually love all the other Rambo movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, and it's cool because, like, the first one took place kind of like back normal, you know, so we'll see how, it, how it's like. Full circle. You know, full circle. Um, okay, so there's a rumored live action Snow White in the works. Uh, Mark Webb, last last time I think we saw him was Spider Amazing Spider Man 2. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Directing that with Aaron Cressida Wilson to write it, uh, with Ben pa- Benj Pasek and pa- Justin Paul to write new songs. Do I know these people, or you just put all I just stuff put this in? stuff, man? Um, all right, just because. You could say something's a rumor. Um, you know what I was gonna say though. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. I'm those guys are. I was thinking in the back of my head, they are the greatest showman yeah. writers. Yeah. I knew it. So fuck yes. Yeah. Sorry, drop your f bomb. Yes, please have them do that. Yeah, I just put these <laughs> names on here so you can do stuff like that. So you're gonna have these little aha moments. Um, <laughs> no, I mean this is this is all natural. Um, these they've been you know yeah, the park with is. these live action movies, uh, Aladdin. I need to go see it still, but people love it. Um, uh, so I'm not going to say anything because I've loved everything they've done so far with live action movies. You know what? I haven't watched um, Cinderella. It's the only one I haven't watched. I, 
Oh, you know, I don't even know if Cinderella is within the same kind of realm. I believe that was more like a. It was before they started really getting deep into these. Um, it it is, but it's still it yeah. is still alive. Yeah, I know, on. but it's you know it's not Cinderella though. You know, called, but whatever. Who cares? Um, that's good. I mean, I love I love the Jungle Book. It's what really sold me on these movies. Um, yeah, which is good because people are having a hard time getting sold in a Lion King movie. But I don't care. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be great. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You sold me with Beauty um, and the Beast. I, that was the one I was most hesitant on, and it was like yeah, it blew my too. mind with that movie. I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> this is what you guys going to do? Fine, please keep doing it." You know what's interesting though? I was actually having a long conversation with someone recently about the the you know Snow White and the Huntsman, yeah, yeah. and how like at least the first one's so badass. Um, the second one's like it's okay, yeah. it's okay. You'd think swapping out Stuart for Chastain would have been better, but it's okay. Um, but that was a Snow White movie that I'd want. You know, those were great. Those were good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so <sighs> this is weird. Very weird. They're supposedly coming out with a Django Zorro crossover. There is the comic by Dynamite. Yes. I want to say that's out now. So we've got attached with Quentin Tarantino and Jared Carmichael. I don't know if, I don't know who would be playing who I'm assuming Quentin would produce it or direct it. Or if they're both going to write it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess the rumor is that Carmichael would write it. um, And Tarantino may direct it. Who knows? Probably both. So, um, it doesn't matter. What matters is, is this like the rumored Star Trek movie? Is this just talk? You know, right. like, I would love to see something crazy like this happen for on the big screen. But at the same time, I'm a little speculative when it comes to this kind of stuff. So whatever. Right. So it's, it's interesting. It really um, it's the hundredth anniversary of Zorro uh-huh. as well, so you know maybe that's got something tied into this idea. Um, anyway, <laughs> there you know we didn't talk about it in the comic book news, but I wrote it on DFAT. There's a there's a cool like Zorro like box set thing coming out from Dynamite, which looks really cool too. So um, if you're if you're a Zorro fan, I guess this is the this is the year for you. All right, so let's fuel that hate rage with a little bit more Jurassic World talk. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, who was simply delicious in uh, Rocket Man, which I did watch over the week. Nice. <laughs> I like Bryce Dallas Howard yeah. a lot. Yeah, Not as much as you, apparently. Uh, she... Yeah, yeah, that was me. Uh, <laughs> so... My wife's always like, ah, fucking Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, so... <laughs> Anyway, she was talking about Jurassic World 3 and how we might be getting the original cast members, Lauren Dern and Sam Neill, to come back to the franchise. Now, Sam Neill did do part yes. three, yep. um, which I actually I like liked. A three. lot, yeah. Um, to be quite honest with you, I like every Jurassic Park, except for Jurassic World, the first one kind of sucked. But the yep. rest of them, I re- you know, I like them. Yeah. 
they're fine. Jurassic World Two is so, okay. It's just literally the first one. Yeah, <laughs> all I know. Yeah. Except for the scene when they go to San Francisco, right? Because that's I for the second movie. <laughs> the dinosaur, when the right. dinosaur Rex goes right. to the mainland. So I'm sorry, right. but if so, you're gonna keep rehashing everything. Fine, but. Let's not act like you're being yeah. creative with the Jurassic World imprint. Go fuck yourself. No, no. Um, Colin Trevorrow. I guess this is a rated R episode. Uh, what did you? <laughs> what do you think of this idea, though? Bringing back those two heavy fines. <clears throat> you should have done this like last last step, like last movie. Um, your Jeff Goldblum cameo was not enough for me to be honest with you. Um, so let's let's go back to the roots and stop it right there. Yeah, that yeah, ended. ended. The pro the problem is, is that that those movies have now made like I think one like two oh, billion dollars or something. But not including merchandising. I'm talking like movies. So like, people want Jurassic World. I know. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's it. You know, so for them. it's it's good for them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're gonna move on. Gaming news. Finally, oh finally, we're going to get a little bit of traction on the Square Enix Marvel Avengers game. Uh, at E3, we're supposed to get some news coming. Yes. Yes, I think? am very excited. Uh, really, what do you think about this? this? Like, what, what are we getting with this? We're going to get an open world game of some sort. Um, <laughs> very Probably like an Arkham type game gameplay yeah um maybe something even with multiplayer um so maybe like along the lines of like a red dead type type of game i don't know man that's all i can hope for (laughs) so what's so here's what's interesting to me is that square enix for the most part does Uh role-playing games final fantasy kingdom hearts What's interesting to me is that they also can do things with other companies, i.e. Crystal Dynamics, which does the Tomb Raider series. So there's a good possibility that we're going to be getting some weird shit. So we're getting a, we're getting a tease of what's to come on 610. So maybe when you guys are listening to this, you'll already have seen that trailer. So... Hopefully, it's not a cinematic thing, to be honest with you. I'm just, I know it's probably going to be that way. I just, I just don't care. But at least some idea of like what type of game you're doing. Because is it going to be a role playing game? Probably not. Is it going to be an Arkham type of game? I don't know, given Square Enix's history of video games. They've never done anything like that. Um, Now, if you said it's going to be, you know, Captain America as. Uh, Laura Croft going through fighting people, teaming up, switching characters in that type of world, an uncharted yeah. Tomb Raider yeah. world. Now, that could be very exciting, yeah. Um, look at it more like maybe like how what they do with the new God of War, where it's definitely a little more in depth, um, where you upgrade stuff. Uh, so bringing yeah. those RPG elements into the game. Um, where yeah. it's, it is more like a story-driven, um, where you, like you said, where you're sw- swapping out characters, or maybe you're you have a team, um, a la you know Ultimate Alliance, which is also coming out soon for Switch. So maybe they're trying to 
fight against that. I, I, you know, who knows? This game has been in development for a while. I, I can't even remember yeah. when we got that announcement. It was years ago um, that Square Enix yeah. had the Marvel uh, imprint now. So I believe that we will get more than just a cinematic trailer um, because if they're really going to try to sell this game to people like you always want, they need to have some gameplay. So I would imagine we're going to see a, both. Both. Yeah. I, I sure as heck hope so. So, shoot, I didn't even realize. Uh, yeah, E3 is next yep. week. Yeah, it's coming. Holy cats. Summer, All right, summer, so summer. expect a lot of video game news next week. Guys. That's right. Keep it tuned. Yeah. Uh, keeping with the video games, um, Mortal Kombat, in, the, in its traditional sense of adding more characters, we've got... Um, Spawn coming back. This time will be voiced by Keith David, who did it in the HBO series. And then Shang Tsung is back uh, with the original actor, who I just can't even say. I'm not going to try Terry to say Terry Hiroyuka Takawa. Yep, that actor uh, who played Shang Tsung in the movies is yep. back. So. so we're getting uh, they announced the DLC pack. Shang Tsung is already in the game. He's when you go to this, the part yeah. of the game called The Crypt, uh, which takes place on Shang Tsung's island from the original game, uh, he's there as an old man, and that's pretty cool. Uh, the DLC character will be able, of course, have different looks, as all the characters do now. It's super customizable. Um, they yeah. also announced Nightwolf, and I forget who else. And um, Spawn is very exciting, because I, I, with Spawn... 300 coming out. Uh, the Spawn movie is is getting traction, so Spawn is making his way back into our nightmares. Spawn, 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 yeah. Spawn. Every the game is great. Right. Um, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, guys, um, I, I I love it. It's 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 great. It's such a good it's a good tie back to the original game. Everything that's happened over the last 11 games, um, it is the Mortal Kombat game that you should probably want to pick up if you're into what they did with Injustice and different things like that. So, um, Yeah, I want to play it. Then in your world, Vampire the Masquerade. That's right. Uh, Coteries of New York um, is expected to be coming. Vampire the Masquerade. Speaking of picking up Steam. Yes. You know what I mean? A single-player RPG along the the lines of a Telltale uh-huh. game. Yeah, so, uh, so that's yeah, it cool. was announced not not too long ago, um, and really looks interesting. I never, I only played the original one a little bit, um, so this has been a long, long time coming. Uh, so we'll see. I will definitely want to try it out at least. Hopefully, there's a demo. Yeah, I hope so too. All right. Let's move on to some Star Wars you news. Skipped, you skipped this Ghostbuster video game news completely. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that, yeah. because that was a fun game. Um, that was a fun game for PlayStation. Yep. It's getting remastered for the A lot of remasters of coming out lately, too. It's interesting. Plus, it's Ghostbusters' 35th yep. anniversary, so they're going crazy, just like Aliens, just like Spawn, just like Marvel, just like Batman. Yep. <laughs> It'll be a Ghostbusters day eventually, uh, I guarantee that. Oh, 40th, probably. <laughs> I will do it. Um, 
all right, so sorry, Star Wars news now. Do you want to take this over? Yeah, sure. So um, Galaxy's Edge had its official opening ceremony. Uh, so it's very exciting because we have some of the original cast. We had George Lucas. Um, all this great stuff for this very, as they want to say, star-studded emotional opening ceremony. Um, so get ready to spend your monies because um, – they have uh, put their stamp of approval on it and go fly that Millennium Falcon no matter what the cost, right? That's it. So I've been watching videos all yep. week, <laughs> literally every day about this. And um, what I found out is actually very interesting and I'm even more excited. So the reservation system I thought was just for press it's what's going to happen. So you reserve your tickets in a four-hour block. Okay. So in those four hours, you stay in the park, and then you have a colored wristband. Once your time's up, basically the people around say, oh, hey, stormtroopers are coming from you. You got to go. You got to get off planet. That's their nice way of kicking you out. A review that I, I read yesterday was saying that it is the best because – as you're going in, yes, of course, it seems really busy. It takes 15 minutes to get yes. in. The smuggler's run can take an hour. Sometimes it can take zero minutes, depending on when a new group of people come in and another group of people are leaving. Yes. It's either very busy or very dead, um, which means plenty of opportunities to take pictures, plenty of opportunities to go on the rides like some people were riding it three times like which is crazy because it's a 15 minute ride um so that got me super excited and then the prices of things are actually pretty comparable to what it's like to be in in california like the drinks were like 14 bucks okay i've spent more in california on a nice cocktail same thing at like new york city yeah Um, don't the food 15 <laughs> you huh? know those are the prices elsewhere everywhere where it's <laughs> expensive now i want to yeah. cut you off that because i do need to say there are drinks that are like 75 80 as well so it's like so, it's insane and i hope they give you force powers to be honest with you so <laughs> there's not <laughs> well so no that's the thing i found that out too there's not there is a collectible mug ah. that costs thirty dollars your drink is still the normal drink okay. price yeah because i was like oh i'm not gonna spend 42 dollars on a drink well you know what i probably will with a mug yeah. that i take oh, off. absolutely <laughs> so yeah it's 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 really not horrible and yes if you want to get a custom lightsaber for two hundred dollars i do i've always wanted yeah. one and now i get to make my very own i don't have to have somebody on the internet yeah. you know make yeah. it so I'm whew, 20, 2021. 20, I will be there. <laughs> yes, sir. And so Galaxy um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge will open Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida on August 29th. Exactly. So, exactly. It's open in California, though, now, right? Completely. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's open. Yep. Um, this week. I'm just so break in right now. Just start living there like a bum. They won't know the difference <laughs> if I dress up like a Jawa, right? That's it. I don't think so. Now there is a petition that popped up over the weekend 
for make solo two happen. Yeah, at least it's under that positive hashtag. kind of one. <laughs> yeah, you know, petitions are mostly stupid and useless, but you know, they're having some fun with it, the fans, and I'm not going to discourage them from yeah. that. Um, one thing that I did want to say though is, uh, I would love to see more solo, but. I think we're going to have to get it as like a Disney Plus show or something. Yeah. I'd rather see it exist on there anyhow. Um, yeah. Whatever. Or they just, if there's a show taking place in that time period, like Cassian or whatever else you want to do, then touch on that kind of stuff too. We could do like a, a season on like the, the, the cartel wars, you know what I mean? Something crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways yeah. to do this other than going back to the theater, which I, I don't mind if they did that, but Obviously, it didn't work out the first time, unfortunately. But at right. least there's these positive type of petitions happening as well. Instead of, like, flush solo or whatever they want to. <sighs> All right. And then staying within that solo realm, in Dryden Voss's chambers, he had a lot of artifacts. And one of them was a Mandalorian armor <laughs> with this curious axe. Okay. This axe is making an appearance again in Rise of Skywalker. It's all (laughs) connected. I hope so. I really do feel that Disney has lately been trying to make an effort to give us some fan service and to start connecting these dots a bit more. Um, So I thought that that was really interesting, you know, that we're going to get that tie. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, there's a rumor out there. Is a Knight of Random Mandalorian? I don't think so. I think that they may be people who track down certain artifacts, uh, potentially artifacts that kill Jedi or are related to the Sith. And maybe that axe took down a Jedi way back in the day. You know, Uh, that I believe. So, you know, what what are your thoughts before we get into a whole Star Wars <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, that's that's coming soon for us. Um, it's happening. I, you know, whatever they want to do, I have a lot of faith in um, in J.J. Abrams. So I'm ready to just let go of all my prejudice and all my worries and just be like, you know, there's what he's going to do is is going to be right for everybody. And I think that, you know, looking at these things where they can tie it into the other movies, make it very, um, make it important. Like, all right, you didn't like Solo, who cares? Now you're going to have to go watch because you want to see where the axe came from. So these little (laughs) things, like, and then you'll love the movie because, like, your hate has only blinded you, you know? So, um, unfortunately, because to be honest with you, um, people need to let the love back in their hearts. And, um, you know... (laughs) You call him John. That's Lane. it. <laughs> that's it. Before I John Wick you. Uh, so, yeah. um, but you know, that's that's kind of my philosophy on it. It's like stop, stop, um, stop worrying so much and just enjoy what's given to you. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I also read a, uh, you know, we already talked about it, but I read a review of um, the uh, Count Dooku. Yes, I've heard great things. Yeah, they say it's actually a lot like Harry Potter. Yes, that's what I've that's what I've heard. That's yeah. an amazing and, um, uh, parallel right there to me. 
I'll probably have to buy it because I was looking on the dark web, but I ain't finding it. So I'm probably just going to How much? Buy it. How much is it? I don't know. I don't, I, I actually don't know. Oh. Um, you know, Amazon can tell me in about two seconds uh, how much it's going to be. But um, yeah, I want it. So anyway, what time is it? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy fans. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming, maybe the last wave of DC multiverse figures coming from Mattel. Uh, this one is a Batman wave, a Batman-centric wave. Uh, it is wave 12. And so um, with McFarlane getting the DC license and having some great collectibles on it on the way to our, uh, our shelves, uh, we're all kind of like wondering what's going on with the DC multiverse line. There's been a lot of figures announced. Um, one in particular is like that I don't know what's happening with is the, the Black Canary figure. Um, uh, there's a Beast Boy. There's some other Titan ones that are now kind of coming, like kind of drip, dripping out of the, the release schedule. But at the same time, I'm hearing things where this, this wave might be the last one. So uh, there's Katana, Batman, uh, Dick Grayson. Uh, so when, you know, from, the, from when he took over, um, Red Robin, the Tim Drake version, uh, Red Hood, uh, Alfred, which is kind of cool. Uh, the Beast. I don't know if that's KGB, KG Beast or whatever. Um, and then the Collect and Connect figure for this line is going to be Killer Croc. So they're scheduled for release right now. Uh, the pre-order is up on Entertainment Earth uh, if you're interested. Uh, but like I said, it's it's kind of like my tough thing with DC Multiverse was they, they canceled the DC Universe Classics line, which I loved. Uh, it was it was uh, they even had the club the club for it. Uh, four horsemen were heavily attached, you know, doing most of the sculpts for those figures, and then they canceled it. And they came back with this multiverse line, and the four horsemen were not connected. So we're getting some crappy figures, kind of like how Hasbro, when they when they first took over the Marvel Legends line, it was crap. Um, so, but then they started to get better. Four horsemen came back, started doing some of the sculpts, and then they've lost the line to McFarland. So Mattel has kind of always squandered this line. Um, I don't feel bad for them, to be honest with you, but um, I do feel bad for people who, you know, get invested in collecting them. So um, whatever, the Batman 80th anniversary wave is on its way soon, so. Yeah. <laughs> Mattel sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that's it. You know, I wish I could say some other things, but they suck, so it's fine. And then... um Next up is a little less suckiness from Mattel, though. Um, they have announced, uh, we don't really talk that much about WWE stuff, uh, but, uh, you know, action figure collecting for, for wrestling fans is pretty big. But um, so <laughs> Mattel is doing a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive of Randy Savage with in his Slim Jim costume with little Slim Jim things. Uh, so I think that's a kind of a cool tribute to the the late wrestler and his uh, his gimmick for the uh, preserved meats. I'd buy yeah, this, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, okay, so Mattel, whatever, fine. Once I in a while, we love we can me. Praise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I am a fan of Macho Man, and was super sad when you know he passed away. Pretty seems like out of nowhere really so yeah, yeah i um okay fine <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like 
I, Mattel is squandering everything. Um, they've had these 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 lines like this in DC, and they've been strong. And then they kind of like, who knows what happens? But when they do this kind of stuff, it's cool. Um, and um, unlike their new $30, $40 DC figures that look like they should be $10 figures from Dollar Tree. So whatever. Um, moving on. Uh, NECA's San Diego Comic-Con pre-order just went live day one about five minutes ago as we're recording this uh, podcast. I got in, uh, you know, got my John Kreese eight-inch cloth figure, so I'm very happy. That's the only one I really wanted to get. I didn't have to fight the slow internets for that. I just got in and got it, so now I just got to patiently wait for the rest of that line to be released so I can get crazy with it. But um, Rebecca <laughs> did... We, we talked about the John Kreese and a couple of the other figures last week that were announced for their, their lineup. Um, also added, and unfortunately for some fans who are very upset by this, um, but uh, the T2 John Connor and Dirt Bike are going to be San Diego Comic-Con exclusives. I kind of feel that NECA has been doing a better job getting these exclusives out to the, the market outside of the Comic-Con. So I don't think that people who really want this will have too much of a problem. Um, it is live now. Who knows how long that'll last, but, um, hopefully you guys can get that into your collection. That's a cool figure. But as you know, Randy Falk always says, it's hard to sell kid figures. That's why Newt from aliens was a Comic-Con exclusive. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where I I think it's smart that they added a dirt bike in the accessories, maybe the ultimate figure, but it's tough for those people that really want it, who can't get their hands on it. So I'm kind of in both. And both uh, both sides of the fence there, but what you know though, yeah. Neck is always really good that they'll release it just with like a more dumbed down yes and, and yes out. exactly. You might even get like a like a Linda Hamilton um, two pack. You know what I mean um, with Sarah Connor, John Connor two pack because that's what they did with Ripley and Newt to get it out there. They find the yep. they find the ways around this all the time, and so don't worry, guys. You'll get your hands on your John Connor. Maybe just not the dirt bike. <laughs> so. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Uh, you can play your Guns and Roses and, and, and zoom around with your toy, whatever. Um, let's <laughs> let's talk about the other two exclusives, which have been a long time coming, uh, based on the Dark Horse comic series uh, DC as well. Uh, so we get the crossover here: two two packs, Batman versus Predator and Superman versus Alien. Um, cool. I've been waiting to kind of see these. Uh, these versions of Batman and Superman done by NECA. I'm not buying these to be honest with you, but I think it's a really cool idea and the box sets look amazing. So for you guys out there who want these, you know, uh, they're on pre-sale right now and will be tomorrow, Thursday, and also Friday. So you got three days to try to get your hands on them. And if not, you got to go to the show. So let's see it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> in the back door. <laughs> That's it. Um, awesome. Where can you find us? Well, we're at a little website called Don't Forget your daily source for all things geekly news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, check us out. Uh, check out DFAT Comics, uh, also part of DFAT. Uh, you can link right off there to check out uh, our new latest Kickstarter in theory, which is going. How is it going, Casey? It's actually going really good. We're at 71% funded. Awesome. Thank you, listeners. Um, hoping to get to 100 pretty soon so we can start unlocking some of those stretch goals for you. You hear that, readers? Stretch goals. 
So get on it. Uh, if you like indie comics, support them. Support them. And uh, check us out on the socials. Uh, Towel, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Interact with us. Yell at us. We don't care. We just would love to speak with you. That's it. Thank you guys uh, again for supporting. We're getting another another banner month starting right off strong here so far. Um, last few months have just gotten better and better. So thank you guys for listening to the to the show. And um, as I like to always say, go out there and read your comics. That's it. You listen to this guy. He's right. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time.